So I have a lot of carbs to burn off this morning. It's going to be a very active morning, okay? A lot of stuffing to burn. So these guys, some of them know it, some of them don't, but they're going to come stand right out here right now for just a moment. I have a couple mics. I'd also like Jackson to come on up and Stephanie because they're normally up here as well. And so Stephanie right now is swallowing her tonsils. It's so fun to watch this happen. She's up here all the time, but just tell her to them. We're talking about abilities. And there probably is no clearer ability on display on a Sunday morning than what y'all do. I mean, this is a, it's an ability, it's a skill, it's a talent. You, you are incredibly talented at what you do. You do a fantastic job. And so I, I, I just have a question I want to ask each, ask each of you. I'm a great question answer. But anyway, um, I'm going to ask each of you a question. I want you to answer it, you know, from your gut. So you may, you may stumble all over it, and that's okay. But um, I, Dana, we'll start with you since you've already been warmed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't okay. step on that. So I'm curious to know with you, Dana, and don't say you still don't because yeah. I'm just going to... Oh, maybe a week ago? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know what? I was young, and my mom was kind of in charge of choir stuff, and it was, like, really young. And I, if she didn't have somebody to sing it, then I, I had to step in. And so... Oh, you were a, kind of a pastor's kid. That's right. Kid. I yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. So I want to say, like, early on, but I never, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, I can sing. It was just Well, and of... that's part of what's cool about you is your, your personality is not... Let me have that mic. I'm the best in the room or something like that. Although you're the best in the room. But anyway, I mean, it's, you know, it's just fantastic. Your your skill is amazing. And yet there's this incredible humility that goes with it. That's always kind of, we all find really beautiful. So you kind of knew all along. It was, it was apparent then that kind of helped you to get into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So pass it to Tyler because Tyler, I'm curious. First of all, when did you even realize you had a musical bone in your body? Oh man. Uh, it, this was probably third grade when I started piano lessons, and I was not good. <laughs> I was not good at all. Can't be um, as bad as Kim. She took them for eight years, <laughs> learned one song, and the teacher finally said, stop. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, I, piano's actually my first instrument. I took ten years of lessons. Um, I honestly can't remember when I picked up the guitar, and I cannot remember when I started singing. Um, the piano is really the only thing that Did I... Did you it all in the church as a kid? Um, well, I came from a Plymouth Brethren Church, so if you guys don't know what that is, they are... Um, they no, don't do this on No, Sunday. this would yeah, kill okay. all of them. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, it was all a cappella, and then once oh, we, we developed okay. a, a youth group, they're kind of like, hey, you should bring a guitar. We'll do it downstairs, not in the sanctuary, though. We'll okay. do it downstairs. Okay. Okay. And that was kind of how I started playing the guitar, because no one else had any musical talent, so... Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was a cappella. I thought you at least did piano. Oh, so. no. Okay, all right. Okay. No. Cool. Well, that's good. Okay, Jax, now here's my question for you. You know, like recently you just started playing and you've gone from zero to four. Did you think moms say, Jackson, you're going to learn how to play a guitar. Now get to work. Uh, it was, yeah, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> And your dad was giving ugly faces, making it happen too, or? Yeah, he was kind of mad. It was taken away from my football time, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But you want to now? Oh, yeah. I love it. So at what point did it go from mommy made me to I really like this? Uh, When I realized I was kind of good. Okay. Yeah, right. You You get some skill at it. That's awesome. Sorry to reveal all your family secrets, and we'll offer three hours of free counseling by the time this is done. Jack's quit sitting out there with an electric guitar, and Dana said, get up here. 
get up here and stand behind Tyler. She, she just made him stand like this and do whatever I was doing for like six months. Do you like singing? I love singing. You love singing. When did you realize you loved singing? Um, I used to sing solos, maybe starting in fifth or sixth grade at our church. We had a small church. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I used to play the trumpet when I was younger, but I can't read music now. <laughs> okay. So. so how does, I mean, I know from what I do, leading worship is different than enjoying worship, so to speak. You, like this morning, you're getting to just sing. How did it feel different today being out there as opposed to up no here? No nerves. Just no worship. nerves. Okay. <laughs> just could enjoy it, which I don't think you realize that. Every person up here, including Dennis, on Sunday morning is like stuff is just racing all through our stomachs. And I think it's actually a healthy thing, not a bad thing. It helps create some some edge and, you know, we're we're taking it seriously. So Cool. Sorry to disrupt your quiet morning. All right. So going to this side of John, here's, here's the part that, that I get a kick out of with John. John is, um, you're a baseball player as a kid. You're an engineer as an adult. And then one day there's like this empty base sitting up there and you go, oh, I could do that. And, and, and the, uh, I wouldn't even say that I do. Um, <laughs> But um, would, the, would the band yeah, say tricky. he does? It's, it is. It is a little <laughs> tricky uh, to, to do that. But um, no, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, you know me. I mean, I, I'm kind of always scanning the place, looking at the place, trying to see, you know, what what do I think is needed? And and at that time, what we didn't have was was a bass. And I thought, well, maybe maybe that's something I could learn or do. And I had a little bit of guitar. I mean, kind of like Jackson in my background. Uh, I learned it when I was younger, but I had not picked up a bass before, and I, but I figured I might be able to figure it out, and so I started messing with it, and yeah, I don't know. Jason, you're probably the one that's the biggest enigma to most of us up here, football coach slash drummer. Um, when did drumming start for you? Um, I believe that, uh, well, it, it was the fourth grade when I started the snare drum. Okay. Uh, that's, that was the thing that everybody, you know, when you... When you're in grade school, everybody joins band, and then two years later, everybody quits. <laughs> I continued to play the drums, and, you know, it was just the snare drum through junior high, and then through high school, I was in the band, too. Well, okay, so how does this work? I mean, obviously, there was band other than marching band, but you were on the football team, so you sure. couldn't do marching band, too. Correct. Correct. So you were doing just the ordinary band or whatever. Right, right. Or did you do both? I wasn't in the marching band anymore. Okay. Um, but, um, but it was growing up in the church when I started playing the set, you know, um, I don't even know when that would have been, uh, seventh, eighth grade, whatever I started playing. And, um, but, uh, but that's when I started playing the set and then I just continued to play, um, through high school and then college. Um, it it just kind of went away for a little bit. I, I didn't play for a while. And then once we, you know, started being a part of a church that needed a drummer, I just, Needed, I needed a release. Yeah. And yeah, I think everybody yeah. can tell that that's a release for me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, and I, I commented, it was last week, and I'm watching Jason playing, and it was, it was a beautiful act of worship watching a drummer if that's if you can imagine that i mean just the way he was flowing up and back and i mean it was it was a beautiful act of worship and and i love that that for you it's not just playing drums it is it's worshipful and yeah sometimes it's 
getting a little irritation out too, and that's cool. But but it's 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 a worshipful, beautiful thing. I think part of what I love is that you know I know your family, I know I know your lifestyle, and whatever. And if not for drums in church, you probably wouldn't. Outside of maybe a basement set, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be you know joining a band or doing something like that. So it's right. a cool it's a cool history. The funny thing is with Shelly, uh, incredibly shy as a little girl. And um, I think it was second grade, she was given a part, fourth grade, sorry, fourth grade, she was given a part, a singing part in a, in a program at school. And Kim and I are going just prepared for um, how are we going to console her after she does absolutely miserably and is crying and, you know, because, because she was so shy, you know, we figured she was just going to fold and melt on the stage. Well, I didn't even tell you that I had the solo. And mom well, still hates me for it because she didn't have the video camera. <laughs> so, so, I mean, this voice comes booming out and we just kind of both go, wait, what? What was that? And, but, but what is fun with you is you, no. you try everything. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's some sort of disease. <laughs> um, I, well... I know that I'll never be, a per- like, I am a perfectionist, but I'll never perfectly play one instrument. Like, even piano, I've played it since third grade, and I'll never be able to master it beautifully and, like, be able to sit down and just play the way that Tyler plays. You should hear him just, blah, 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 blah. he can make stuff up. And I'm like, seriously? I play it all the time, and I can't do what you do. Um, so I think I'm comfortable being able to dabble in everything and be able to just, I have, like, the ear, you know, listening mm-hmm. to songs and like making up the notes kind of thing mm-hmm. goes with like the harmonizing business so and the violin, the little drum, but you, I can't sit down and play a song. Have you tried so. anything that you said? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you done harmonica yet? I can't remember. No, I have a foot tambourine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, guitar, I, I always approach guitar the way that I do working out. Like, I'll play for, like, four hours, and then my hands hurt for two weeks, and I don't play again. So, <laughs> it's kind of the same with working out. You know, you, like, go really hard, yeah, and then you're yeah, sore. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, we, we obviously, we are grateful that you are willing to use your abilities, your talents, every week uh, in order to lead us into the presence of God. And I've said it before, but I, I can't say it enough. You really do that. You really do that. We, in a sense, we don't see you. We see God. So, so we thank you for that. The two of you at the end, thank you for coming up here and having a heart attack. I know you weren't prepared for a heart attack today. The rest of them were. So thank them. Dana's going to stay. Go ahead. Yeah. It's better that way, isn't it? Dana's going to stay and Mike Miller's going to come up here. And uh, Mike's, Mike's actually our interview for the day. You'll need that. Um, but I, I love this about abilities. So again, we're, we're doing shape, we've done spiritual gifts, we've done heart, and now we get to abilities, and on abilities, um, you can open them all. Yeah, go for it. It'll sunshine. Let the sun shine in. Whoa, we, we like sun. Isn't that great? Pretty. So anyway, um, you two, she does one a decade. So um, these two use their abilities in combination in order to bring about some incredible things around here. So typically what happens is Kim will say something like, we need a fill in the blank. She'll say that to Dana. And Dana will go, hmm. She'll ponder it. She'll think about it. She'll come up with a design. And then she'll take it from her head to this guy's hands and say, make it so. And so um, I'm curious to know, you know, Kim says to you, let's use the welcome desk as an example. We need a welcome desk. 
Uh, how much detail did you give them? Function and this. So the idea was given to you. What, how, what happens in the mind of Dana in order for it to go from we need a desk to an idea that you're going to hand to him? Okay. Pinterest. There we go. Yeah, first stop. But I know kind of what the, you know, you, you kind of get an idea of what kind of look you're going for and what you'd sort of. So you just search, search, search until you can maybe find it. You know, a little bit of one and, you know, like maybe the style or the shape or the color or the, you know, matching of materials used or whatever. And you kind of collaborate them. And I'm not a very good sketch person but mike does really good of interpreting what i've sketched out so i can get a rough idea on a paper but um yeah so i search for what i need make sure that it's functional once i get what i think is going to work then i figure out if it really can work and i take it to mike okay so so you take it to mike and mike how much how do you get out of her head what she has not put on paper that you're going to need in order to make this happen. How do you, how do you make it work? Well, uh, she, first of all, she gives it to you in reverse order. She, uh, she gives you a bunch of Pinterest pictures, some basic parameters, and then a budget. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's smart, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but no, she, she's a very creative, very visual person, and, and like any Jason... <laughs> What am I supposed to do with this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good luck, brother. <laughs> but no, um, um, Dana's very visual. And, and so she, she sees it in her head, and you have to make it real. So turn this towards in that particular case, oh, we've got to turn this. Can you hear me now? Sorry, just giving you a hint. There you go. And um, so what, she, uh, what I did is I made a model. And by making a model, we could both see it and say, yes, it works. No, it doesn't. I looked for it. We literally have it somewhere around here for the the Eternal Archives. But it's this cute little welcome desk. It's the best model ever. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So so then it's just a matter of holding it. And um, there comes a point that you got to come back to Dana and say, we can do this. We can't do this. And the piece that was the most interesting was the top. Because it's not just a traditional wood top or whatever. It's this nice cement top. I lobbied for a wood top yeah. for a long time. You, you yeah. lobbied. So this part's <laughs> the part I'm interested in because you were wanting to go wood primarily because it was, there was complexity involved. And right. you were kind of in over your head, as the song said. But, um, but Dana knew you could do it. So when he comes back and suggests wood, how did, how did you kind of keep him on course. Just drop. I don't even know. I mean, I kind of researched it a little bit just to see like, is this possible? Am I asking him to do, but this guy is like, I mean, don't take him because I have lots of projects for him, but he's like amazing and he can really make things happen. And so I don't know. I just kind of like, you know, really like the concrete top and I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't like pound him over the head with it and say, you know, so, we're going to do this. But clearly so there's a concrete say, top oh, out there. Yeah, there's a concrete top. At Ikea, yeah. they got a butcher block top that we could do this with. And she goes, yeah, but, you know, I saw a video on how to <laughs> make a concrete thing. I think, I think you could do it. So, so she didn't like uh, toe-to-toe you or bulldog you or say, this, we're doing this, period. It was, it was kind of this nice, gentle glove that 
the project, I mean, this was probably, I wouldn't call it conflict, but this might have been the, the greatest point of, of, of conflict in that you were not sure you wanted to go there, you knew you wanted to go there. How, how do the two of you get along when, I mean, projects can end friendships. Yeah. We know that, right? Yeah, I, he's, I don't know, he just did it. Like he, yeah, I, I don't know. She, you hate, she makes maybe it he easy. hates me. I don't know. <laughs> no, because she doesn't. She doesn't go at you directly. She just gives you the look. Like, <laughs> when she approves, you know. <laughs> when she doesn't it works approve, for you too. Preach. But yeah. but again, it's it, it, working with a creative person, and maybe start over. You know. And, and so there were a few of those, you know, throughout the project. But it's, uh, you know, it's that gift of patience of listening and, and stopping and saying, okay, I'm not doing what's being asked for. And it took a little longer, but we got there. Yeah. yeah cool. And sometimes it's a matter of, like, because there, you know, sometimes Pinterest lies. And, like, things aren't even possible. And, you know, you could build something, but it's going to fall apart or it's going to tip over or whatever. And so I do, I understand that, you know, I kind of have to yield to, like, physics properties. I'm not a science person, but, you know, if it, and that's sometimes I come to, come to him and I'm like, is it even possible? You know, if we put a wheel here and a wheel here, or if we put a cement top on, is it going to be dangerous? I need to widen the be willing to, I, I can hear if it's unsafe or un, uh, impossible. And he's super good at, you know, just trying to make my crazy ideas come, you know, to real life. So, Well, I think one of the things that I, I love about, and I know this is true for Kim as well, I love that when we come to you with an idea, number one, you're open to it. You think it through. You work it through. But then at the end, you both still have a good relationship. And so I think in that way, that's bringing, that's bringing the, the dynamics of the body of Christ to our natural abilities, rather than having our natural abilities be a sense of pride, I'm the designer, I know what to do, or I'm the builder, you're nuts. Instead, there's a, there's a make sure that ultimately the, the final product is not just a welcome desk, but it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual friendship that is continuing to grow instead of one that's been torpedoed because of uh, ego involvement. So thank you for that, and thank you for the desk. I mean, it, it's change the the feel of everything going on out there so and dana had no idea she was doing any of this this morning so extra in your paycheck this week go for it so let me uh do a quick transition before we go to the message you have a card sitting on your on your uh chair today we're in these three weeks that can i have one is there one sitting there thank you um we're in these three weeks that we're doing this uh, thing. You pulled in today. If you didn't see the pictures during the week, you pulled in and went, oh, my word, it's actually starting to look like a building. And you can imagine imagine the cool things that are going to be happening out there. So we've asked you to go ahead and um, take this piece of paper first as a worksheet, as a worksheet to just think through in what way can I be involved in this financially. So whether it's um, an adjustment of regular giving patterns to just say, you know, I haven't looked at my giving pattern for a while. And, it, and maybe it's time to, to, bump, to bump up a bit. The one-time gift that we're doing either last week, this week, or next week, a Thanksgiving offering to say we want to contribute toward what's happening out here just as a one-time offering. And then it may be that you're not able to give immediately, 
but you will be able to give before the mortgage closes in, in, in the spring. And so you're saying, or the bonus, or whatever happens later in the year that doesn't right now. And then finally, we're asking you to just consider, is there a way that you could uh, give on a regular basis over the next two years? So starting in January until 2020, give on a regular basis that's specifically designated toward the building. So you can use this as a worksheet, but then beyond that, we're asking you if you would, as a, as a real spiritual practice, to, to put it in the offering plate as a way of saying, God, this is, this is the offering that I'm giving to you. And that, that is a, that's an important uh, spiritual practice for every one of us. So um, this isn't something we normally do on Sunday mornings. And, and I know for some of you are wondering, okay, why, why Sunday? Why didn't we do a special dinner or something else outside of Sunday morning? And, and the reality is, you know, we, if you're not a, a regular participant in life around here, you know, please just uh, sit back and watch. Watch what happens when God's family says, hey, we're going to put our shoulder behind this. So we told you a while back, uh, I, I looked at that passage of David preparing for the, the building of the temple and I felt really convicted in that to say, you know, our, our family, our family needs to let you know what we're going to do. And we told you back then that our family was going to be putting $25,000 toward this. We really felt convicted to say that uh, in order to know, in order for you to know that as a leader, we don't just expect other people to do things. We do that as well. And um, our overseers felt moved in the same way. Six families felt moved in the same way. And so I talked to them recently and they they wrote on a piece of paper, I don't know who did what, names or anything like that, but by the time it was done, by, by, by the May closing, totaled almost $110,000 from, from among seven families. So I say that again today to let you know that our leaders, number one, believe in the, uh, the family that's here. They believe in the project, and they believe that when they ask other people to do something, they don't say, you all do that. And, and we'll watch, but that they put their shoulders behind what's happening too. So we say that in large part, I hope, to inspire you, to inspire you and say, hey, if there are people around here that believe in this that much, I do too. I do too, and I want to be a part of this. So I say this now. We're not collecting the offering right now because I want to give you time if you need to to fill out that card. We'll collect it later in the service, but uh, for right now, you know that. Teaching. We're going to do about 10 minutes of teaching on abilities, and then we're going to jump back to some questions to Mike. So we've been working through the fact that every one of us is made, we're designed for a beautiful, specific task within the kingdom of God. A, 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 a task, a purpose that God designed literally before the foundation of the world, before you were created, God had this in mind for you. And we've looked at spiritual gifts. We've looked at heart, passion, purity. We're going to be looking next week at personality, which I think is my favorite of all the things in shape. And then we'll end with experiences. Today we look at abilities. And abilities are funny. You could also call them talents or skills. I think for most people, they look at their abilities and they just kind of look at them and say, yeah, I do that, so what? They, they, don't, see, they don't see as clearly maybe as the other four. The spiritual I swing a hammer, I hit the nail once every four times. But you, but you hit it every time, and you go, yeah, so what? Anybody can do that. Well, no, anybody can't do that. 
Uh, there, there are things that you do skillfully. These folks do this skillfully up here. I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a guitar and just play or, or bang on a drum or, or maybe even sing. Maybe you sing like I do and people around you kind of glance to see what that is. You know, so you, 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 know, you, you realize, yeah, that's not exactly a natural skill that I have. But these abilities are things that God has given us for the purpose of accomplishing his kingdom work. And I think, again, to give us that sense of fulfillment and fruitfulness that only comes when we really get about God's work. So I've got a few verses for you. 1 Corinthians 12. We already looked at this passage. There are different kinds of gifts. We looked at the gifts. Things could also be translated abilities, skills, or talents. There are different kinds of abilities, but in all of them and in every, and in every one of it, the same God is at work. So our abilities are something that God uses as well. I love back in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 31, when it comes time to take on the project of of building the tabernacle and all the beautiful pieces that were going to go with that, God says flatly, I have chosen a specific person, and in him I have instilled wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He actually gave him the abilities to be able to accomplish what he needed. And not only did he have the abilities, but verse 6 says, I've also appointed an assistant. I've given him someone else to accomplish these things. And then you see the list of things that God wanted to happen. In sense, all of these things needed to be created. And God actually had specific people that he had given abilities, skills, and talents in order to fulfill them. You come over to Colossians 3.23, beautiful verse. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Can you take that to work with you next Monday? You know? For a lot of us, we work for the paycheck and we work for the man or the woman, you know? And, 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 and we like the paycheck and the man or the woman we could probably live without, right? Uh, we're supposed to do everything we do as if Jesus was boss, inspecting the job, as if Jesus was roaming the aisles to see what we're doing. Imagine, rather than your boss in charge of the job, the great answer would be if you'd say, it, didn't, it won't change a bit, because I already view Jesus as in charge of everything I do. But he's saying, whenever you bring your skills, your talents, your abilities to the table, do it as if you're serving God. You're not just getting a job done. Building a welcome desk was not just getting a job done. I mean, Michael talked about one of the things he loves about that is the spiritual impact it has every Sunday on lives. That, that's amazing when we can see that the thing we do is actually a work that we've done for the Lord. And then there's this great verse. You may want to write it down and put it on your kid's wall. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord. How enthusiastically. Wouldn't it be great if we actually brought some juice to our job? If we actually, we didn't look like, you know, when we walk in, our boss is thinking, how in the world am I? And they were, they were excited because we were excited. Instead of grumbling and mumbling and complaining about what's going on, what if we actually brought some enthusiasm to our abilities rather than just laziness? So let me run through real quickly some myths about abilities. Because I think every one of us, when it comes to abilities, like I said, we don't always see them as as spiritual as, say, something like spiritual gifts, which has the word spiritual in the name. Myth one, people are not born with skills. Skills must be learned by training and experience. It is true that you can learn some skills over time, but there are certain things that were born in you, and you know it. You can think back to yourself as a four-year-old. 
You know, Kim can think back to herself as a little kid and remember the list. Number one, wake up from number two. You know, there are certain skills that we bring to the table that we know that was there from the very beginning. There are other skills that you might go, I didn't know that was there, but as I tried it, as I practiced it, wow, it's amazing what was there after some effort. But the idea that you've got to learn everything is not true. Some things are already in you. Um, the second one is this. Most skills are learned formally in the classroom. Not true. Most skills are learned at the family table, watching dad, watching mom. Skills are learned through, through being with somebody and hearing them talk it through. So, so we, we catch a lot of our skills and abilities along the way. It's not just something I sign up for as a class, and now I have a particular ability. If you have certain abilities, you'll be very aware that you have them. I think it's kind of another person, and they go, I really didn't know that about me. I didn't realize that. And, and sometimes it's they don't realize they have the ability, and sometimes they don't realize the, the impact the ability had. But nonetheless, it's, it's fun to be able to recognize, recognize something in your kid. Your, your kid has this skill, and you see it. And you just say to your kid, wow, you're really organized. You're the most organized five-year-old I know. And it's fun to see how that kind of fans to flame this gift, this ability that's already within that person. Skills that I use at work are only usable in that environment. Absolutely not true. This is one that kind of makes me laugh around church. You know, people, you do something great at work, and then you come to church and say, I could never use that here. What do you think? I mean, he did and not me. I mean, I can try. Three out of five times it works, you know. The other two, the house burns down. But it's great when you're able to, when you're able to bring something that you actually do at work to the family of God. It's cool. Most people only have a few abilities. The fact is you have hundreds of skills and you don't even know it. You have hundreds of skills. You have the skill to stand up. You have the skill to clothe yourself. Look at that. You have the skill to, I mean, I could go on and on. There are all kinds of skills you have, abilities you have, that you didn't even realize you have. You have all kinds of skills. How might those skills be used in other ways for the glory of God? Your abilities will feel extraordinary. I think some of us with our abilities, we think, if I had this ability, I'd know it. It would feel like, you know, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove landing on my head. Whoa, I've, I've got this ability. And instead, we look at our abilities as being kind of common. In fact, for a lot of us, our abilities, anybody can't do that. God's given you an incredible skill, an incredible talent or ability, and anybody can't do that. I think it's one of the myths of our time. If we try enough, we can do anything. No, we can't. No, we can't. There are some, I think it's, it's actually a gift from God. It's a gift from God for us to realize, number one, we are not invincible. There are some things we cannot do, which means what? We have to rely on other people. And probably the greater skill for us to learn is how to rely on other people than how to do it all ourselves. So you have that interdependence that's so important. Second, the seventh one, your abilities will feel very spiritual. No, a lot of times your, your abilities don't feel spiritual at all. They don't feel spiritual at all. They feel like you're just doing what you would do at work or what you would naturally do. And yet God is the one that has planted that talent or ability or skill within you. And so not just for another human or for a paycheck or for a praise or whatever reason you might do that work. So Mike's going to come back now. Part two.
and I've given him a list of questions. I, I chose Mike for abilities because, honestly, he is one of the most um, capable people I know. He really is. Uh, Mike, Mike comes on Sunday morning and with a, with a team, he leads a team to set up chairs. And it, it's, I don't need this, I'm Mike, my word, what am I doing? Um, there, so anyway, he comes to set up chairs. And, and almost every Sunday, it seems, there's something that's gone wrong around this three-year-old facility. And I say this line, Mike, uh, I need you to figure out something, all right? Uh, so one of these happened recently. The, the nice little heater in the vestibule out there. Last, last fall, I think, we were running it, and it started to smell like not burning dust but burning house down. And so it got turned off, and that, well, now it's cold again. So, of course, we've got to do something with this thing. I'm like, Mike, would you uh, come here? I need you to figure out something for me. And it was last Sunday, in fact. And you kind of got on that, and we got heat this week. I'm curious to know, um, when, I, when I say that, Mike, I need you to figure out something for me. What's your internal reaction do you, um, do you go, oh, shoot, why did I come to church today? Um, do, you, do you get excited? Do you, do you so just drone I, along? What do you do? After I roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is you don't. Yeah. You don't. But. No, no. Um, so it, it's a weird thing, but uh, problem solving, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and people tend to say, well, what do you do? You're, you're a problem solver. And a lot, a lot of us are faced with that in our, in our work and mm-hmm. in our everyday challenges. But it's like a puzzle. So being able to get to that end is... Puzzles work for you. Yes. Mysteries. I mean, it's amazing to watch. We had a, a blown bulb in one of the restrooms, which, you know, LED bulbs, they're supposed to last for 30 years, unless you own them. But anyway, um, so, you know, he, he gets online. He's looking up all this stuff. The company, even though the building's only three years old, the company already doesn't make that anymore. He's figuring out the solution for it. And, you know, for a lot of us, if we have to figure it out, we're just like... <laughs> Got to call a repairman. Now Mike. Mike's like, I'm going to figure this out. God's instilled this thing in you that you, you kind of got the puzzle. You love the puzzle. You got to figure it out. I do. That's an ability. That's a cool ability, which is an ability I don't have. I believe it or not. This is a mystery. So as we're doing the interview, our servers are going to be collecting the offering right now. And if you're ready with your card, you can put that in. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, at what stage of life do you feel like you started developing confidence in your abilities? Um, I'd have to say it, it probably was when I bought my, uh, my second home and it needed quite a bit of work. So there were, there were a lot of opportunities to do projects. And so I was long on ideas and short on cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I had to dive in. Okay. Okay. And you did it... At, Eileen, does he get it right more often than not? Yeah, I'm thinking you're going better, <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Um, which which has been more important in the development of your person of your personal abilities, internal curiosity or an external mentor, somebody showing you how to do it? Well, I I think I think truly curiosity is what drives it. Okay, so. Um, Curiosity is what prevents you from just settling, right? It's what drives you to an end, drives you to a root cause, and tries to, to find the solution. Um, 
I think I learned that from a mentor. I think I, think I learned that from the example of my father um, and, and, and what he did. But still, without that curiosity, I, it, it wouldn't be there. Being curious is huge when it comes to our yeah, abilities, yeah. isn't it? That's cool. What role has failure played in the development of your abilities? I, I didn't know I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you talked, because we talked through this a little bit already, you talked about, I mean, in your dad's house, failure was okay. It was, it was. Um, so it, it's to be a little fearless um, and, and know when you're, uh, uh, failure in a, in a process of a project is, is not an end, but sort of a bump in the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you still drive to the end. But you, you just have to you just have to regroup. Is and I'd say probably more so in the last five years than than blessed with the level of patience to to slow things down and not rush to the end. It, it, it's still you know an area that I, I focus on, but it it truly truly helps. I think a great example was um, you know we'll go back to the to the reception desk, and I had no idea on how to do a concrete counter. And, and we watch videos and we look at different things. Then I had to rely on a subject matter expert, and that was Jim Van Eck, who mm-hmm. was instrumental in, in helping us figure out how to pour that top and, and actually do the pour with me. And, um, you know, without that, there would have been a failure. We would have had to regroup and, and start over and maybe gotten the wood top that I always wanted. It <laughs> <laughs> does not leave you with a sense of... Um a sense of pride or ownership that says, I have to figure this out. You are able to depend on, especially if it's an expert, you're able to depend on an expert to figure out what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. There's a humility there that's able to say, I need help. Yeah, and with the Internet today, I mean, you have access to more experts than ever. There's still a, a great deal of value in talking to people. Yeah. And, and interacting with them and, and, and finding, seeking people that, that do this and mm-hmm. maybe getting them to work alongside you. Sure, sure. What have you tried to do that you're, you're just not, there's no ability, you're not able to do? Uh, well, there was that brain surgery thing. That, that, <laughs> now, now, um, Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my, my shot at a joke. Come on. Um, Actually, I, I love music. Okay. And I've plucked at the guitar for many, many years. But coming to the realization that, unlike John, I have no rhythm. Yeah. I rhythm still, matters, believe it or not. <laughs> it, really does. it does, yeah. It still doesn't, it still doesn't lessen my, my love of music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't lessen my joy of plucking at the guitar. Yeah. But I know that's all it'll ever be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because years ago we we did not have a bass player, and it had been a stretch, and we'd been praying for a bass player and everything else. And so at some point I I thought, well, maybe I should just learn how to play bass. And I don't know, I think I might have been taught prime rhythm instrument of the uh, of the band. And I, and watch me try to clap some Sunday morning, and you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just give that one up for Lent. Nope, not going to happen. So. You need, you need an awareness of your ability and your non-ability. Right. And something like rhythm, I don't, can we, can we learn rhythm? 
Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of tough, right? It's, I mean, it's hard. Maybe, maybe, but, but boy, it's sure for some people, it's, 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 it's in there. It's in there. What do you think you do best, ability-wise? Uh, research. Mm. That was close. That's okay. That, actually, closer is yeah. better. We have a guy back there that controls it. So he keeps turning yeah. it up. He's got abilities yeah. with that board. He's knowing the right place to look because that's in, in the in the era of over information. You can get a lot of bad information. Yes, you can. So, so you're able to smell kind of this is a good source as opposed to just hey, it's a source. And yeah, I get that. Yeah, and we, as we mentioned before, it's 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 not just the internet. It's it's talking to people. It's it's networking. It's to um, to find subject matter experts that you can rely on. Yeah, yeah. If you could give everyone in the room one of your abilities, which is the one you'd give them? And I know when I asked you this last night, you felt like it might come across prideful. There's no pride in this. What's one ability you have that you wish you could instill in every human being? I, I, I've said this before in, in, in groups we've been in and, and something that I, I think that we need a lot more of, and that's, that's critical thinking. Mm. And um, critical thinking is being able to uh, use a, a line of reasoning, questioning to generate alternative ways to do things. And, and it, it helps your growth in, in many aspects, not only projects or building things, but in, in many parts of your life. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let, me, let me wrap with this one. Um, what do you feel like inside when you accomplish something? So, I mean, that desk is sitting out there. It's done do you feel like, thank goodness it's over, I never want to do that again? Do you feel like I'd like to, you know, start producing them, mass producing them for every church in the area? What, what happens in you when a project like that is done? Well, there's, there is the relief that it's done and out of the garage. Um, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. that you haven't done, mm-hmm. and, and it's very individual. Um, I don't want to mass produce them. I, it's it's not you know that's not what I desire. It would be you're kind of you like moving on to the next thing to the next thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, you know the, the the true joy, the true joy that I get, you know, you see it because being being proud of it is a is a very individual thing. And you're going, you know, there, there's more to it than this. And, and I have the good fortune of of, of reading and seeing it in use mm. every Sunday. Mm. And, and seeing someone's vision and facilitating the abilities and work of other people in, in, in doing that, that's, that's really, really the reward. And I, I think I with the abilities you have, probably not much different than the mule ability, is a real sense of, of well done, hearing the well done of God. That, that, wow, that thing is actually, it's not just a dream, it's sitting out there, and now it's being used in the way that, that people envisioned um, in order to, in order to bring about great purposes, so it's cool. I, I love that you you have your your abilities have more to do with this. They're 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 manual. They you know you make things. Obviously, that takes research and skill and everything. But to see that the making can actually be a truly spiritual thing, and it's not just well anybody could make a welcome desk or something like that. That's that's really cool. They try really hard. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, thank you. Thank you. I hope this morning, um, handling abilities that God has truly instilled something in you that he wants to use in his kingdom for his glory 
And it may be something that you've been looking at and saying, well, that's just what I do at work. Or that anybody can do that. And the fact of the matter is, these abilities that often do not feel very spiritual are incredibly spiritual. They've been instilled by your Father in heaven to fulfill that Ephesians 2.10, before you were created, I had things in mind that I planned for you to do. So, wrapping up, uh, Brian, you've got a couple of things for us, and then we're going to head out of here. Really quickly, so high school is not meeting tonight. We're enjoying uh, the digestion period and normal schedule starting this Wednesday. Uh, but we're going back to Arctic Blast with junior high and junior high only. Uh, we do not have registration open yet, but if you go to the welcome desk, already in use, all right? Um, if Grab one of these flyers. All it, de- all it gives you is the date and a website to go to to check out information about it. Do not register for Arctic Glass through this website. Just go check out the video from last year. We're actually in it. Um, and check out the other information about that. We will open registration on December 1st uh, through our website and get it going through there. Okay? Wonderful. Very cool. So again, thank you to Mike. Thank you to our team for everybody that, that used their abilities in beautiful ways this morning uh, to accomplish God's purposes. We're really grateful for that. Uh, as you head out today, I have, a, I have virtual gifts from two weeks ago. If we have your email, you'll receive an email of all those this week so you can kind of look through and see what might be some abilities I have. And the fun thing with the ability to list is, the list is just go, yeah, I think I have that. I love that. I can't stand doing that. Would never try it, but gives you an idea of those. But in order to get that to you, we do need your email. So if we don't have your email yet, stop at that desk on the way out. Give them your at whatever, and we'll make sure you get that. All right? So um, I'm going to pray you can stay seated. Again, I know it's been a long week, lots of turkey. Dear God, we are thankful to you uh, for the people that are part of your body here that use their abilities to your glory. What great satisfaction we find when we're able to make something for Jesus who paid for us, who paid for our sins, is watching and, and, and smiling and saying, well done, great job, kid. Thank you for the privilege of fulfilling those dreams that you had for us before the foundation of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next week. So, Mike is coming right now to finish out the interview. And as he does, uh, our servers are going to come and receive the offered in the plate as well. So, I have a list of questions for Mike. We, we did run through some of these answers and, you know, a couple of... Um, projects he's done around here that have really been difference makers. Like we said, the, the Welcome Center, the uh, Shed Out Back. I mean, he just, his ability to research something, think it through, figure it out, and make it happen. But um, I, have, I have Mike doing the interview on abilities because he is one of the more capable people I know. Uh, you, can, you can basically ask him, Mike, how does this work? What do I do? This is broken. How do we fix it? And more, I, I don't know that there's been anything yet that you've come back and said, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. We'll have to hire somebody or whatever. But So my first question was, in all seriousness, when you walk into church, because he walks in at about 7 o'clock, 7.15 or something out for me, what's your internal reaction? It happened just two weeks ago. The, the heater in the vestibule out there. Hit the old on switch, nothing happened. Mike, I need you to figure this out for me. Because have I figured it out? We're going to be calling the Shanahan Fire Department. So, and, and, and you do, but I, I'm just curious. When, when I say to you, figure this out for me, what's your internal reaction? Um, 
So, you know, as we talked about this uh, earlier and it, and it became clear is I, I truly get energized from it um, because it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Mm. And so driving to that solution, I, I find reward in, in that discovery. And so if there's a problem like that, I, I just want to, I want to know, I want to learn, I want to understand. Okay, would you so energize the same way if I knew how to fix the problem, had the solution, and said, here, do the fix? Yeah, no. For you, a big piece of it is the investigation. Right. The figuring it out, that's, that's the energizing piece for you. Not just doing the job, but figuring out the pieces of doing the job. Right. And really, that matches your ability, because I don't know that your ability is always just getting it done, but it's the ability to figure it out to get it done. Right. That's cool. That's cool. At what stage of life did you start developing confidence in your abilities? Well, you know, we, I, I grew up in a house where we, we did a lot of things and big projects, but it probably became a reality when um, I bought my second house in... I was uh, long on ideas, you know, appliances, car repairs, uh, improvements to the house. Um, I just had to figure out a way to do it. And that's probably a little bit, is that a little pre-internet? Like a million YouTube videos yes. and whatever? So what did, what did, how did you investigate before YouTube became your best friend? Uh, I talked to a lot of people. Just, okay, talking to experts. Right. Finding out, exactly. learning from um, them. Yeah. So observing uh, Bob Vila, he was a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been more and more important to you? And I'm, I'm making you make a false choice because obviously both are important. But which has been more important to you in the development of your personal abilities? Would you say it's curiosity or a mentor, a trainer, somebody showing you what to do? It, it sort of drives you to that end, right? If, if you're truly curious about something, you, you don't give up on it. You, you need to know mm -hmm. why, mm -hmm. why something works or how it works. Curiosity is a big piece for you. Yeah, it yeah, really is. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to figure it out. It, it really it, and, matters. And it's, and it's very true professionally as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's what I do for a living. So, Being curious. Yes. Cool. Um, what have you tried to do that you were not able to do? Well, we, we talked about, um, you, you talked about uh, music earlier. Music is something that I absolutely love. I, I, I love all types of music, and um, I wanted to play guitar in the worst way. I really did. Uh, I discovered that, I, I like you, I, I don't have rhythm. Mm -hmm. I, I had to enjoy my love of music, but... And became a realist as to I'm never going to perform the uh -huh. guitar. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Do you see or sense a spiritual component in your abilities? Do you see them as spiritual or other than spiritual? And obviously, I just said they're spiritual, <laughs> so I know you're in trouble if you, you know. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so, what I uh, a couple of things that that I sense um, is. You know, we've gone through this in, in my growth in it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one of the spiritual components that, that I've been rewarded with is patience that I didn't have before. Mm. So the ability to, to slow things down, to regroup, to, to start and, mm -hmm. and, and become satisfied in it, I, I find that to be spiritual. 
Uh, and then I also find uh, spirituality in the reward of, of being able to see other people take their abilities and, and use them as a result of, of work I've done. So if, if it makes anyone's job easier to do what, they, what they're driven to do, what they're called to do, then I feel like I've, I've, I've done something spiritual. Yeah, so since we moved in and even over at the school, one of, one of your jobs has been making sure we have seats. And yes. you commented last night when we were talking about that, what Dave said last week about praying wow. for the empty chair totally spiritualized yeah, your activity. So so our, our yeah, setting up chairs was uh, if you have an attention to detail and you want to have a little fun, you, you're welcome to come set up chairs. Look at it the same. Yeah, yeah, it really brings that spiritual yeah. spiritual eyes to it. It's it's yeah. really cool. Um, when you look at your abilities, what do you think you do best? Um, research, uh, learning. I'm I'm driven to to learn, and and. The, that curiosity just keeps driving it over and over. And I'll, and I'll look for all forms of uh, an answer to that question that, that needs to be answered. If you could give everybody in this room one of your abilities and you know it would change the game for them, what ability would you give them? Well, the ability, the ability, I would, the ability I'd like to share is, is sort of foundational. And it's our foundational, to use the term critical thinking, they're sort of the fuel for curiosity, the line of questioning is there. It's the, the method by which problem solving is accomplished. Um, it gives you the ability to be creative and generate ideas in, in, in many different ways to get to an end. So, hmm. mm -hmm. What does it feel like for you when you, um, you've used your abilities and you've accomplished something, you know, that that desk sitting out there, that shed sitting out back, any other number of things, a, a light in the restroom that works that didn't before. What, you know, what, what does it feel like inside of you when you accomplish something like that? What happens? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the guys can relate to it. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> that. you know, that's, that's nice. They look pretty again. It, yeah. yeah, you feel like you've accomplished something. There, there, there's completion. Um, so... There's that, but then you also have, um, again, what I talked about before, the, the, the moment where you see it in use for, for its purpose, and, and that's really the, the rewarding part. Yeah, just that knowing, like knowing how that's used out there. Right, and I, and I, have, the, I have the opportunity every week to hand out bulletins and, and see, for example, that, that Welcome Center work yeah. Yeah. To, to Kim's vision. Yeah, yeah. I, we're we're just we're grateful we're grateful to you that you're willing to put your abilities to work around here and and it's funny in talking to you this is now the third time I've gone through you are able to craft something that's pretty amazing it comes from the time you've spent up here so this other ability up here it's not just your hands but it's that researching it's that curiosity it's all those pieces that then bring something out of your hands uh, that are really, that's really amazing. So thanks, thanks for putting your, your abilities on display for us. We, we do very much appreciate that. Good stuff. Thank so you. say thanks. So I have a long list, 50, 50 in all, 50 uh, different abilities. There are obviously a lot more than that. 50 abilities 
plus I have the spiritual gift list from a couple weeks ago. We will email that to you if we have your email. So if we do not have your email, Brian has a couple things for us, and we're going to head home. Yeah, so our high schoolers tonight, we're off. Uh, Revive, we need some time to digest and spend time recovering from family. Uh, so, we're, so we're off tonight, and uh, yeah. Wait, what? It's nothing again. With family. With fa- oh, with, with family. family. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyway. <sighs> for refuge kicks right back into regular uh, normal mode this Wednesday. And then Revive will be back next week. But one thing I want to draw your attention to this week, if you are the parent of a junior hire, or if you are a junior hire, you want to stop by that beautiful welcome desk and grab one of these flyers. It's for Awake, which is Arctic Blast. We went uh, up to Lake Geneva Youth Camp last year. We're going back there again. New theme, new, new year. Uh, but we're only taking junior high this year. So, again, we do not have registration open. We'll open it on December 1st on website, so you can go check out the video from last year, which we have a lot of uh, kids in, so you want to make sure uh, to grab that today. Thank you. God in heaven, we realize that every person sitting here has been uh, equipped, designed by you with a multitude of abilities, skills, and talents. And they were not things that you intended that we simply spend on ourselves or for ourselves to get glory for ourselves or anything else. You gave us these abilities to use in your kingdom purposes. You gave us these abilities before, out of, out of your imagination, before we even existed because you knew there were specific things you wanted to accomplish in your world in the, in the few minutes we spend here. I pray that we start using them in your work for your glory and that we would feel that smile that comes from you, our Father, that well done that we will hear when we live out the purpose for which you designed us. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy your week and your leftovers. Thanks. Thanks.